Due to the graphic nature of this podcast, viewer discretion is advised. Hey girl, I was cleaning out the club room and I found a pair of fuzzy pink handcuffs. You found what? Fuzzy pink handcuffs. Are they yours? You're asking a demisexual if they own fuzzy pink handcuffs. Well, are they yours? No! Have you tried asking the Yadibu Club? They have some weird shit. Yuri was walking around with bullets ablaze in last week. Well, I'll check, but I haven't seen them on this side of the school for a while. I just don't get it. Who brings fuzzy pink handcuffs to school? Hi there, everyone. Uh, this is our episode for Don't Be Cruel by Yonezo Nekota. I hope I didn't butcher that. Um, so a couple of announcements before we begin. Uh, I have a correction to make for episode one uh, for Yari Boo Bitch Club. I said that it was not possible to have sex for like six hours straight, but I was proved wrong when my gay friend texted me and told me that his body was absolutely jacked up after five and a half hours of sex. And he is the bottom. So <laughs> apparently it is possible. I don't know why he texts me this information. <laughs> he just wanted you to know that you're wrong. <laughs> he doesn't listen to the show. This is just our level of friendship just a coincidence. Now. This is just where our friendship's at now. And I guess... The results of that scientific experiment. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, Science. Friendship goals? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. What kind of friendship you got there? I... <laughs> All right, uh, second announcement. Uh, Patreon members now get to vote on which, what we're going to review next. So um, this current poll was whether we're going to read Electile Delusion, In God's Arms, or Lured into a Sweet Trap. However, Patreon is uh, undergoing ma uh, maintenance right now, so we have no idea which one won and what we're going to review next. So we'll uh we'll post that on Twitter and our Patreon page when uh when it's back up and running. But after that poll, we're we're gonna start having monthly polls where you decide what we'll read next. Uh, we're looking at reading some web comics, so we'll we'll come back to you in March with that information. For now, let's get to our review. Um, with us today, we have Rin, who is pro. Don't be cruel. We also have Charles, who's on the opposite spectrum. And then in the middle, we have Lynn. So today it's going to be a bit of a debate style. Uh, I'm not really going to voice my opinions this time. I'm just going to let the three of them have at it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. And I will say that I, Charles, um, have positive things to say. But for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to be just focusing on the negative things. Okay. Because when I originally read it, I was a lot younger, and I was a lot thirstier, and I would take anything that I could find. And also, only the first volume was scanlated, and so I, it was only the first volume, which is where most of the questionable things happen. Um, and my opinion has since changed as I've grown as a person. Okay. Oh, and uh, another quick announcement. If you hear any scurrying in the background, that is our special guests, Peppa and Simba, the cats, and... Um, Possibly the dog, Frida. You'll hear her click-clacking around, uh, but hopefully not. I locked her up. I don't know if she's going to escape. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Rin, we'll start with you. What is your history with this manga? Um, my history was probably about two years ago where I came, I was, like, reading a whole lot of um, Yaoi uh, just because I was kind of at a low point in life, so I wanted to just kind of refocus on things that I enjoyed genuinely. So I was looking for a manga that was, like, long-running and, like, I could really dive into for a long time without having to choose something to read. So I don't really remember how I came across it. All I know is that it was, like, 2 a.m. one night and I was, like, a whole bunch of volumes into it and that's how I got started on this one. So okay, how, how yeah. old were you then? If you uh, want to share, it was what it was like not even that long ago. Maybe twenty four, something like okay. that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Charles? Um, gosh, I cannot remember how much longer how long ago it was. I was probably in college, maybe. That sounds about right. Yeah, and at that time, only a portion of it was scanlated. I believe just volume one. Uh, for a long time, it was not till a long time later that I read any more of it. But I know I read volume one more than once when um it was 
out. Uh, so I don't remember how I found it. I don't know. I used to follow certain scanlation sites religiously for their updates. Mm. Um, or it could have been that I read one of her other works. And then I, I love the art style. And uh, so I probably like looked up whatever else she had written and then read that um, and had to, I mean, it's like half of everything she's done is Prince of Tennis DJs. And, and, then, <laughs> and then you have to pick out the real stuff in, in between. I think that's how I found it. And like I said, I liked it at first, but there's a, well, I don't know if liked, but I accepted it at first and forgave it, but I don't know. I don't really forgive it anymore. Okay. Um, Cause I know when I did some research on the manga, uh, it's been around since 2007. It was originally serialized by magazine BX Boy. And then in 2016, Sublime got the publishing rights and it's been around ever since. So do you think it was yeah. like around 07, 08 that made yeah, you uh, so, saw it? Yeah, so um, yeah, definitely I... After that, it probably had been out for a little while before I saw it. So I would say later college, probably. Okay. Sounds about right. And then Lynn, what about you? Well, as good friends as Ren and I, she kind of forced it upon me. Oh, no. um, (laughs) Well, I have to read things in my own time. And she kept saying, hey, you need to read this. Hey, you need to read this. Well, you know, I read the first volume and there's that questionable stuff that happened. So I didn't read it again for a while. And then I picked it back up. Because uh, she knows how I like my dark, tall, and handsome uh, semis. So she's like, hey, this is what he looks like now. And then I was like, okay, I'm on board. So <laughs> I'm very shallow in that respect. So uh, Rin was very persuasive and kept kept prodding me. Eventually I read it. <laughs> okay. My good friend. <laughs> All right. Oh, and uh, before I ask you the next question, I should probably give uh, a quick summary of what this manga is about in case there are any listeners uh, who are not familiar with this this work. So um, this follows the story of high school student Nemu who cheats on his test and he's caught by Maya and Maya pretty much blackmails him and in volume one he pretty much forces him to have sex with him or else he's gonna tattle on him and Nemu's at the school on scholarship. So if he's ousted. Um, he can't go to that school anymore. But as the manga progresses, uh, there, there's a shift in their relationship. Like they, they actually start bonding a bit. Uh, you also have more interactions with Maya's family, even Nemu's mother. And that's kind of where a lot of the drama comes from, just watching them work through those issues. And it just, it kind of pushes them together a bit. Yeah, and it follows mm-hmm. them into going to college, college. and mm-hmm. being more adult. Yeah. Oh yeah, it there's like a huge shift over time and we'll, we'll get to that as mm-hmm. we get through these questions. So question number two, uh, Rin, how do you feel about the events in volume one where Nemu gets raped? Do you think Maya is an abusive character? Um, well, I have gone back over and over again about this because I mean, I do adore this whole like series as a whole. And so I've just keep reading that part, just trying to like, see exactly like understand what's going on there and so um there's like no denying he raped Nemu in the beginning and like I kind of keep when I go back and reread this I think about like the circumstances first this was written again in 2007 and back then I know that rape was a popular like uh trope in there to bring boys together um and then as I also learn more about this, it meant it was meant to originally be a one shot. So I feel like the author didn't really give it the chance it wanted to as a start. So I do, yes, think that Maya was very abusive in that first volume because he was very pushy. He was like going after Nemu. I mean, but there were also times where when Nemu thought it was Maya that had like tattled on him, it really wasn't. And then like you could see like the kind of heartbreak where ne- Maya was a little bit more trustworthy than just I'm just going to tell on you like immediately you know but I don't know since then it he, it has definitely grown and evolved from there it's definitely not my favorite volume for sure I anymore I just look past that volume I don't know if that answers your question okay, no but, yeah it does. but I just the, the, the way the relationship grows after that is just what makes this so beloved to me so even so do you Still think yeah. Maya is, like, yes. verbally, emotionally abusive? There, yes, there are very very much times where he is verbally and emotionally abusive. Although, like, he has, as I said, changed in the later chapters. Mm-hmm. Like, towards the beginning, he was controlling and things like that. So, yeah, I do think that was the case in the beginning. Okay. Yeah. But, Charles. Or, no, you... Oh, you sorry, no. I was just thinking also, um, since it was in high school, I was in, like, abusive relationships myself in high school. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know if that's just something that tends to happen when you're young. 
And I don't know. That's maybe another issue. It's, it's maybe a, like an unfortunate event that yeah, happens to people. Yeah. From my understanding. Um, you're not the same person you are when you're it, Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if you're like truly in love with mm-hmm. someone, you're not, you're you, gonna... you may not see all those red flags exactly. that other people see. Like yeah. if anyone's familiar with mm-hmm. Dirty John, uh, the victim there, they kept asking her like, why didn't you see these red flags? And mm-hmm. her excuse is like, well, you know, I was in love. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just didn't see it. I had yeah. rose colored glasses on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, uh, Charles, how did, how did you feel about the events? Yeah. Well, as she said. He definitely rapes Maya, uh, Nemu. Maya rapes Nemugasa in chapter one mm-hmm. and then blackmails him into sex many more times, even though Nemu repeatedly says he doesn't want to. And then when someone steps in for him to kind of stop it, he doesn't really take that opportunity, which mm-hmm. it was, is all to say not that he's a bad character, but it's just really unrealistically written. Mm-hmm. And anybody, no, especially if you're a young, impressionable person, you should know that, you know, disclaimer, this is not okay. This mm-hmm. would never be okay. Like, it's a plot trope that it's it's just kind of, if you started in later volumes and started reading it, you wouldn't maybe know that this is how it started, especially the ones after they're in college and they've kind of, one, Maya has been forgiven and they're just moving on like they're a couple, like a normal couple. That's not the way that situation would turn out. But no one has ever said that Yaoi is realistic and Biel's realistic, obviously. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. So I guess it just depends on whether you can forgive that behavior mm-hmm. um, and believe that he changes. And really, I keep reading it because I've been reading it for so long and I want to see what happens. And I love the art style. I like some of the characters. Um, but it's really terrible what That's he does. And, and yeah. as you've... Mm-hmm continued reading do you still think maya is abusive physically mentally emotionally now i would say no he's not but that transformation just doesn't happen in people like if you're Mm -hmm. people who are abusers often stay abusers and so um it it you know i don't want people to read it and think okay well if i tough it out it'll get better um because normally that would not happen this is but again, it's not realistic. It's not meant to be realistic, I suppose. It's kind of the author's way of, like, maybe I wouldn't have done that. And so then she just writes it differently. So, yeah. No, I, I, like, I yeah, it, I'm sorry. No, yeah. No, I think, yeah. It sorry. probably didn't get the start that it should have, probably, because mm-hmm. based on when it was written. That's what my, my opinion yeah. has been. I developed that yeah. opinion as I went along, yeah. It's kind of like Junjo Romantica oh. does a similar thing mm-hmm. where there's, like, non-consensual sex or dubiously consensual which is not consensual though this is way more egregious than Usagi oh, yeah. Misaki and Jinjo oh, yeah. way more because theirs mm-hmm. is almost like a an uh, alpha male kind of like thing and it, <laughs> Misaki is more of a token no which uh, or of course Usagi should respect this is not a token no this is no I don't want to do this stop doing this yeah no, stop doing mm-hmm. this it is so um it's the kind of as the author grows as an author or mangaka, then they try to kind of erase past mistakes or, you know, and they change their style. And so, that she, you know, they, but the series, they don't want it to end. So they try to kind of make up for things that happened before. And mm-hmm. there's like an apology later and all this stuff much later. If you want to yeah. give spoilers, you, you can. I yeah. Mean. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. they, we're way beyond now or anyway it's it's, it's been forgiven you know yeah, okay. obviously through or else Nemu would always be saying no but he's not so mm-hmm. uh, Lynn how about you so I you know I do think he's abusive and he exploits that situation with Nemu he saw him cheating so I do believe you know he does exploit that um that situation to his advantage but over over time, I mean, in the beginning, it was not so great. But over time, I believe that's just he doesn't know how to go. Maya doesn't know how to go about it a certain way. Because if you read it later in the manga, when his dad starts talking about how he tries to, you know, like these girls and stuff, like he beats mm-hmm. them up and things like that. So I think he just doesn't know how to go about it. So he exploits and then he starts, you know, developing those feelings for him. And I think Nemo does too. And then he's kind of a slave to that pleasure at at one point in time but um he just doesn't know any better and i know when i was that age i didn't make good choices either so it's just about the choices he made and um i mean as charles said it is now forgiven at this point and they've kind of moved on from that but um like ren said you know maybe if the manga got a different start it would have gone about a different way Mm -hmm. but um i do acknowledge it but at the same time i try to push it out of my mind thinking that's i mean just that that's how the relationship started 
but I mean, you know for me like the minute it was forgiven like that was the turning point like they had fully addressed it like Maya was spent like whole chapters like agonizing about it and like when that happened I could forgive the events of volume one honestly because that that's what made me forgive it you know because now I probably I probably wouldn't love it as much as I do if they did not have include like how they went about that that whole addressing the rape and the start of their relationship. So, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Did you accept that apology too, Charles? Or I don't know. It's it, the writing of it, which I don't know, the way it's written. And by the end of volume one, he's already kind of forgiving mm-hmm. him and going along with it, which is really unrealistic. And like, why, why you have the opportunity to leave, just leave, you know? <laughs> so, um, but it, I mean, it's, stuff it's not, happened. I mean, it's not on the level, obviously, of killing stalking where, you know, mm. this man is going to kill you and he does horrible things. You you should leave and he doesn't, you know, it's not like that. It's, it's just not uh, believable writing, I guess, but because he's basically starting to forgive him by the end of volume one and he could tell on him at any time. He could run away at any time and he doesn't. So he's always kind of forgiving him. And then eventually there is an actual like apology and like, oh, there's nothing to forgive kind of thing. So um, it's not believable, I guess. Okay. And, and, and this and, is all fict- fictional anyway. And we just yes. want to watch boys have fun. Right. <laughs> is that what kind of prevents you from accepting the apology? That it's yeah. just not, it believable. doesn't sound realistic? Yeah. It's, yeah. yes. It's not realistic. It's kind of an eye roll thing like well if you're mm-hmm. i mean because it comes way late in the story like it's volume seven or eight six yeah oh, six. Okay. Volume six. and volume so six. um i mean if you're gonna wait until volume six i mean why don't you just not do it at all like obviously it's been forgiven by this point so mm-hmm. it was just a, a plot device i didn't really care for so. Okay. I think that's the first time you, you both kind of disagreed there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What, what, uh, how about you, Lynn? Were, who do you kind of side with on on this issue about the apology? I guess Nemo, in a, in a sense, because, I mean, like Charles said, he could leave. There's times he's had opportunities to leave, but he just doesn't. So there's clearly a reason for him keeping him there. And then when they have, like, their disagreements and miscommunication moments, it's like, he doesn't say, you know, let's just you know, I, I give up. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm out of this relationship, but, um, you know, I do think I agree with Charles. It was kind of late, but better late than never sometimes. I didn't say I didn't okay. agree. Yeah. It wasn't late. It was definitely late. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> um, so I do kind of agree with Nemo's, Nemo's side of that because mm-hmm. he can choose to leave whenever he wants, but he just hasn't. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. So before, before we uh, started this podcast, um, did you all get a chance to watch that TED Talk? I did. That I, post- I-, I posted it before. On I, yeah, I watched page. it when you posted before. Okay, uh, how about you two? Did you get a chance? I didn't get a chance, get a chance, to, chance to, no. to. Okay. Um, well, just so our listeners know what the podcast is about, it's called The Truth About Unwanted Arousal. It's um, spoken by sex educator Emily N- Nagoski. So I'll, I'll just read what The TED Talk description here says she breaks down one of the most dangerous myths about sex and introduces us to the science behind arousal non-concordance when there's a disconnect between physical response and the experience of pleasure and desire. Talking about such intimate private moments can feel awkward or difficult, yet in this straightforward talk, she urges all of us to share this crucial information with someone, judges, lawyers, partners, kids, etc., in that talk, she pretty much says, like, um, despite the, bl- the the pleasure that someone's body may feel, especially when, say, a character like Nemu is getting raped, he still does not want it. But just because he may think he likes it, it's still not okay. That's a common Yaoi line is like, mm-hmm. no, no, well, you're hard, aren't you? Like, yeah, it, has so like it. Yeah. So yeah, it needs to be a verbal yes or no, and mm-hmm. there were plenty of no's. So for our third question... Do you believe that their relationship grew to be legitimate or was Nemu a slave to pleasure he did not know was wrong? Because by by volume six, right before the apology, he's like, oh, rape? I didn't, what's rape? What's a rapist? I don't know what rape is. So, yeah. whoa. That was crazy. Whoa. We'll start with you, Ren. Um, well, for that question, I was like careful. I was thinking that through that one carefully as well. And like when I was rereading it, I know I definitely could see... 
Nemo really didn't like Maya at first because, like, even if he was aware or not aware of being raped, um, like, he, at all in the first manga, I don't think he liked him at all. And so I think even then, like, he was probably more ready to be friends with, um, what, Juta, Akira's little brother or whatever, because he was kind of pushing Maya away at this point because he didn't really, like, like how Maya was treating him. I mean, Maya was being a real nasty jerk, but, um... And so, but around that point, when Maya started taking that step back from the relationship, when he realized, whoa, I'm being, like, way too, um, what, serious about this, um, I think that's when Nemu finally, like, maybe started thinking more on, like, seriously with not his pleasure, but with his, not not thinking about the pleasure itself, but thinking about, like, the person in general who Maya was, and, mm-hmm. like, and I think maybe that was also the turning point where Maya started thinking more on, like, how he was treating Nemu. So they both kind of started concentrating on each other, exactly. like, as legitimate human yeah. beings. By, by introducing, like, Juta as this character who, well, Juta was, he's a nasty person in general, but he was trying to force his way between the mm-hmm. two, and so I do think it, that was probably the turning point for both of them where they were, like, thinking more on, like, hey, there's a serious, like, relationship here that could be, like, developed, you know, or something. Okay, but yeah, no, you can also go into yeah. the, you can pull a specific uh-huh. example too. I mean, I trying to think. It's fine if you want to put spoilery yeah. information out there. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many people will actually have time to like read everything we <laughs> review. There, there's so much out there. I don't know um, that there. I'm trying to think of like the turning point myself because it has been a bit. My friend took my first copy and I can't go back and reread it right now, <laughs> so I don't remember like specifically the point. But I do remember that happening when um, Juta was forcing his way and like pulling Nemu away from Maya, and Maya was getting like a little bit crazy because he's getting frantic that oh my god he's taking away what's mine which is in itself problematic but um when maya realized how clingy he was being towards nemu about nemu and uh juta's relationship that was probably when maya was just like well he definitely did take that step back and he stopped contacting nemu for a while he like he was He was, like, slowing down. He was only, like, talking to him as much as he could talk to him, you know, as much as he wanted to, trying to, like, keep that distance. And I think that was when Maya, like, I mean, then we really got the chance to, like, think over, like, who Maya was as a person and what he was to him. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was even, I don't know. It was like too early for him to respect to, him. He started bit. growing to respect him more as, like, even, like... Actually, that was the time when Nemu thought of him more as a friend. Like, he started respecting him more and more as a friend, even though, like, he was, like, they were doing stuff. But um, I remember Nemu in that part being, like, I do really like, respect you as a friend. Like, I like you so much as a friend. I don't want you, like, going away, you know? Okay. So, like, I, that was, that step back that Maya took made him, like, really rethink that. So I don't think he was thinking with this dick. <laughs> at this okay. point because Maya was pulling away because of Juta. If I recall so, like that was around exam time for Nemo because like he was really stressing was around, around exam that. time for And Nemo. then mm-hmm. I think it was um, Maya's cousin Akira who mm-hmm. told him you know you need to straighten up like if you and actually you like mm-hmm. him you need to take a step back exactly. and like support him let him uh, yes. study and concentrate on his future that like was you what should was be doing. Mm-hmm. And then I think that was also the part where he was like looking at like well, how seriously Nemu was taking his studies and everything mm-hmm. else like he didn't he didn't turn just then yet but he could see clearly how hard Nemu was working at this point he, he and that's when he pulled away so okay like he I think that's when he started to respect Nemu a lot more than he did initially All as right. well so, so you do yeah. think that uh, along the way their relationship did grow into oh yeah something more legitimate yes okay Charles how about you do you believe that their relationship grew to be legitimate or was Nemu just a slave to uh the pleasure he felt while he was being raped well, uh, I would say now they're definitely a couple. They say they're boyfriend and boyfriend. They're <laughs> going to be together for a long time. So, yes, they're a legitimate couple. Um, but it didn't grow that way organically. It was written that way. <laughs> Inorganically. Isn't that how all <laughs> so, is, though? <laughs> yeah. So, like, suddenly they're just, like, fine with each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, and boyfriends. And and at that point is kind of... Eventually, Maya starts treating him more like a person that he loves and not like property. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when now. So yeah, I would say they're a couple, it, but you kind of have to separate before from after. Mm-hmm. Um, it just I, I I I hate to say this. I just think it's not well written. Yeah. Basically, yeah. the relationship progression. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think it's not <laughs> okay. well written just because of the start that it had in general, and then mm-hmm. like I don't think she realized how popular it was going to get. So like trying to pick up the pieces after that made it very non-linear like there are definitely parts of this manga where it's not linear at all like yes. following the story so i think that i don't know if that deri- where that derives from but yeah that's just my working theory sometimes mm-hmm. when i think about it okay 
Uh, how about you, Lynn? I do believe it became to be legitimate, kind of like what Rin was talking about and how Nemo was studying for his exams and Maya eventually got serious. And then, you know, as they developed as uh, people going to college, you know, doing his, Maya doing his thing, Nemo doing his, um, I do believe at that point that was kind of the turning point as we're going to be in here, we're going to at least be friendly with one another in the long run. And then they became a couple. And they exchanged rings and all that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, so, I love that part. <laughs> yeah. All right, so moving on. Uh, at what point did you see Maya improve? What do you think prompted that change? Um, as I was saying earlier, though, when um, Nemu was studying so hard for his exams, like he was like working his butt off. He was like shutting down everyone else from the world. Um, Maya was seeing like what kind of toll it was taking on Nemu, but... There was also a point where he wanted to start studying as well. And Nemu was helping him like out in public at a restaurant or like Nemu, uh, Maya was taking him to his cram school. Um, Maya wanted to come over to Nemu's place. There was all these instances where um, people were interacting with them as a friendship at, on the surface because um, their mom would scream if they knew the other part. But um, anyway, that point, like. Ne Maya realized every like on the outside everyone thought that he was trying to bully Nemu since Nemu looked more like a nerdy like student and he was very punk um I think it bothered him a whole lot when they were uh when people would see him and think he was trying to bully like this person that he really cares for so like gradually he started um like when he when he started turning his physical appearance I think that was when he started to like change um uh, as well um because like when he started like taking out his piercings stopped gelling his hair and eventually like dyed his hair like he also was going to the teacher he wanted to be in the advanced classes so that he could go to college and then like maya later on says that he would never tell well he eventually does tell maya at nemu this but um he wanted to do it because he wanted someone for nemu to be proud to be with instead of just like some low life guy who just goes straight into the working industry after school so I think when Nemu was studying so hard, he that was like what made him start seriously considering his future and as well with Nemu and just for himself as well. So okay, and then Charles, do you, do you agree with that, or do you think that uh, if that the true moment he improved was when he realized that what he did in the past was very wrong, and he made it a point to apologize for it? No. Uh, I agree that it was when he changed himself, his appearance at least, to um, be with Nemu, um, to be more suited, and respecting us. that he needed time to like study and stuff. Because mm -hmm. really, he should have known from the start what he was doing was wrong, and so realizing it years later and then saying "oops, sorry" and feeling bad about it is that doesn't that wasn't a change really. That was. It's just dumb that he would have never thought of that as being bad before. I'm sure he did. But um, yeah, when he changes his appearance so that he matches Nimu better so that they can um, interact without people being suspicious that he was bullying him, which in the past he had been, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I would agree with that. Okay. I, I feel the same because in the very beginning, you know, his Maya's appearance is kind of off-putting. Yeah, I do think he kind of looks like a douche. So, <laughs> he's but, got then, but then we're really yeah, he's got that you know the dyed hair and you know the slicked back and, and the piercings. But then when he on the side, yeah. long on the top, yeah. So Chill. I think the transformation, the physical transformation, was warranted. Otherwise, I would have not kept reading because I'm very shallow and like, wow, he, damn, he looks good. So hubba hubba. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you, you guys are kind of agreeing on a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of okay. I don't know, I just like Maya, he's just cute. <laughs> Alright, at what point did you start rooting for this couple? Um, I guess like when you started liking them more. Mm, for sure, uh, well you know, I go into any manga like wanting the boys to end up together because why else am I reading a manga um but then like I was getting definitely very frustrated as especially in volumes one and two with their like whole like clashing of like the rape and then they're separating and they're not and they're fighting and everything else but as soon as like probably it was Maya's transformation so at the end of volume three was when I started really rooting for them because like wow Maya is really like trying hard to be with Nemu and Nemu is like working harder at his communication skills at the same time so that they can actually like form this relationship so that was probably the turning point where I got like very invested in their relationship as a whole and wanting them to be together 
Okay. Yeah. I didn't really start rooting for them. I started rooting for other couples. <laughs> okay, but no. um, not not with them and other people, but but Okino, his friend. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know Nemu. I don't really like Nemu because he's kind of he's kind of selfish and he doesn't realize it because he's dumb. He's one of those people that's book smart but not street smart, kind of. But I don't know. I find Nemu pretty annoying and. <laughs> They also with a plot and they just repeat kind of the same fears and frustrations over and over again and then get over it and then they're worried about it again and they get over it. And so Nemu's kind of like that a little bit. And I don't know. Could, I could you give yeah. an example of some of the selfishness? Is it when he's trying to keep Maya to himself? Like when uh, I think it was Uruka when he comes in? To the yeah. So like he. Was that his name? Uruka? Or... Ruka. Okay. Yeah. Got Ruka. Right. So. Hmm. I don't know. He. He really wants to stay in school and he wants to do his best and he'll, and he puts up with Maya to do it. And then when things are going bad for him, he, I don't know, like Maya transforms to be with Nemu, but Nemu Mm -hmm. doesn't really reciprocate kind of. I see Mm -hmm. that. Um, So it's, it's a lot of Maya trying to fit into Nemu's life rather than the other way around, I think, which is kind of why I think he's selfish. And Mm -hmm. he's also just kind of dumb. And annoying. Well, don't you think he's still, like... I mean, with Nemu's life the way it is, I mean, he, he's got, like, his shit together versus Maya, who's... Who, I don't know, could possibly go to jail if he keeps raping people that he, well, he likes. Sure. Um, so, I mean, what what do you think about Nemu needed to change? Um, Let's see. Well, so Maya's hobbies and he has friends and other stuff, and he kind of has to stop being with those friends to be with Nemu more because they don't like, I mean, they don't fit, Nemu doesn't fit in with them. So rather than trying to get him to fit in with them, which he, I guess he does he a does little try. bit and he, and he, they, he doesn't, I don't know. It ends up being Nemu's friends that they like hang out with that Maya can, cause Maya can be friends with anybody pretty much. Hmm. I don't know. He, cause it seems like Nemu cries a lot and it's because, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not this way, but this is just the way I am. Whereas mm-hmm. Maya's like, if you need me to be this, that's, then that's what I'll be kind of. I got you. Okay. I see that. Did, but did you ever think that Maya was a little selfish when he would try to keep Nemu to himself and he was pushing like even Okino, um, who is Nemu's first gay friend, mm-hmm. um, he pushed him away, uh, perhaps out of fear or possessiveness. Do you think yeah, Maya is definitely selfish. possessive and and also a dum dum. <laughs> They're um, both dumb. boys are stupid. Yeah, Maya is <laughs> a more thinking with his, his dick kind of person, and Nemu's just a not really thinking kind of. Person. <laughs> <laughs> One taken, he didn't yeah. know what rape was. I know. Yeah. Yeah. How do you or, not? Like duh. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like I was just flipping through it, and it, Nemu gets a part time job like at a restaurant or something, and and he's like, okay, why'd you get fired after five minutes? And he said, well, the guy told me to cut um, into two millimeter slices and, and he says and what did you say he says and i asked if he had a ruler you know, like, that's, that's the kind of the street you know book smart but not street smart kind of thing okay. that he yeah. is. Okay. and he's i mean really his is. book smart he's not a genius he's not a prodigy or anything either because because yeah. he has to work at it yeah he, he really works, does works so he does yeah Okay. Uh, while we're on the subject too, um, you you did live in Japan for like two years. Mm-hmm. Do you have an idea of what their sex education was like there? You know, I did ask someone about that because I work I worked first in just only elementary school, and then also in junior high. And I asked somebody there that also worked in elementary and junior high schools. That was another American that had gone over there to teach, and um, she wasn't really sure either. And I never really asked a whole lot, but okay. she said that they've had they do get some continuing such sex education. And I think, I mean, I would kind of guess theirs is a lot better than ours because they don't have as many teen pregnancies as we do. Um, but they also um, have a lot more abortion. So ah. that's uh, that's another matter, I guess. But um, I don't know. I really Okay, I was trying to, to find out way. how he, maybe he could have just had a helicopter parent who didn't want them to know anything about sex. Right. Because, yeah, unfortunately... Uh, I grew up in a Catholic school and uh, just some parents do not want to talk to their kids about it. And then Mm -hmm. the school will ask for permission to talk about it. And some parents will say, no, "No, Mm -hmm. you're Mm -hmm. you're just not going to have this conversation with my kid. So 
uh, I was just curious where that came from. Yeah, no, I, I, um, did not get, and you know, it's funny that in like none of the manga I've ever read, mm-hmm. they go to a sex ed class, which seems like it would be a funny like topic that you I know, could cover. That, yeah, I know. There's a there. lot of uh, high school ones and I've never seen it, but she, I don't know. She, I don't remember exactly what she said and I don't know if she exactly knew, but she says they do have it. I don't okay. know how comprehensive it is. I don't know how biased towards any, what thing it is, but, um. I don't know. Okay. Um, now, Lynn, let's uh, go to you. Uh, at what point did you start rooting for this couple? I think uh, around the time, I mean, they're getting, you know, they're in college. There was this one moment where, you know, Maya and Nemu were out and about and that, that advertisement of the back thing. Where, oh, yeah. 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 So, like, Nemu, I feel like at that point, he's not, like, that innocent anymore because he starts biting his back during their physical stuff. But I feel like oh. at that point in time, it's like, you know, I want to possess you. And then in the beginning, Maya was like, I want to possess you. And I think that at that point, it's like, it's a done mutual. deal here. It's mm-hmm. mutual here, you know. And at that point, I was like, not, Nemu's not that innocent anymore. Right. So I was going to say that would have been a great example of <laughs> Nemu being selfish. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because yeah. he just started tearing up Maya's back after Like, never again. That. Nobody will ever see it except for me. Yeah. Okay, no, that, yeah. And that's... The, there is one time that Nemu, the, it's in an extra um, where he comes home and they were going to have sex, but Maya's like, is sleeping on the floor and he won't wake up. And so Nemu just has sex that's with him. That's a doge. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, a doge. that's a doge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maya comes home. Maya comes home and he's like so exhausted from playing um, soccer, playing soccer or whatever. Like he's and, conked out on the floor. And Nemu's just sitting there all pouty. He's just like, what the heck? I came over for you and you're just going to sleep here. And then he's just like, all right, well, I'm going to enjoy you while you're here. <laughs> yeah. And so he just leaves Maya like out like <laughs> in the open and Nemu. Uh, goes off and like yeah he has his fun yeah. but <laughs> then we definitely took part of what he had there so okay. oh, yeah. alright so Lynn I'm gonna start this next question off with you because it sounded like um you had some difficulty like yeah. reading this um so at what point did the manga pull you in and hook you and convince you to continue reading okay I'm I'm gonna go back to my shallow comment okay I stay <laughs> for the looks and then you know because I think I started coming back into the manga about that situation with the the backbiting. I was like, wow, this is, you know, they're both, it's both mutual at that point. So um, that's when I decided to, you know, go back to the beginning and reread it. Because I I tend to skip around. I know Rin hates that because I like to get to the meaty stuff first. Literally the meaty stuff. Um, So, because I I, want to know if it's going to be worth my time. And I'm that type of person. You're one of those people that reads the last few pages of a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like, I just open up the middle and flip through some pages and like, ooh, ooh, this is some good stuff. So I actually like take the good stuff. I know you show me me. the good stuff, but then sometimes I have to find it in my own time. So Give me time. Give me Don't time. Don't you like shrink wrap when the books are Yes! Up? I can't look at them. I'm like, I want to see if it's worth my time. Because like, like we said, there's lots of things out there. And yes. it's just, it's hard to single in. Because there's just so much of it. And, uh, you know, in the bookstores and the cancellation sites. And Ren reads a lot. She reads a lot. Oh God, and she's yeah. like, hey, you need to do this. I'm like, you're overwhelming me with all these choices. <laughs> so, you know, I think at that point, that's where I was like really hooked in and I was really interested in the story. And then, you know, up to the recent we chapters. The other night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, re- I had to reread the whole series this past week because it's just been so long since I really read through it. And mm-hmm. so, you know, at that point, that's where I was like, okay, I'm here to stay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll make a note of that, that <laughs> if and when we ever do Starfighter by Hamlet Machine, I'm just going to like show you the back of the, the well the, I already the, read Starfighter I'm was, so into Starfighter she was the one who made me read it yeah oh so I was like you need to read this this is hot shit right here yeah. <laughs> okay. well maybe that'll be in one of our next polls we'll hopefully see. I'm so down for eventually that. we gotta get there yeah. we'll get to it's gonna wrap up soon maybe we'll wait till it finishes I don't know oh, no. oh god I, can't, I don't know uh, okay Rin let's go back to you um, you, you pretty much convinced uh lynn to start (laughs) reading this first of all how did you find this manga and then at what point did like you just get 
hooked on it. Oh, like I said earlier, I feel like I found this manga at like 11 at night one evening and I saw that it had a whole bunch of chapters out and I was like, all right, you know how you used to like settle in with those long fics that were like 50,000 words and million chapters and you're just like ready to like start reading it. That's how I felt with this one because I saw like, ooh, there's a lot of meat here for me to like dig into. Um, So that was when I started reading it and it like... I go into, like I said, any of the mangas, I'm not like so open to just like read literally anything because there are definitely parts where I get really annoyed. You can ask Lynn about like how I'll just stop reading something because when, because the boys are getting really stupid. Or it's um, too vanilla for you. Uh, you hate vanilla. Well, like they get really frustrated like in some of the man ones because those are, they get really dumb and it's so dramatic and I get so <laughs> tired of it. Oh my God. Anyway, um, for this one, I... For me, I was so frustrated with how it started in the beginning and everything else. I was just like, it's just got to work out. There's all these chapters. It's got to work out. And so, like, I was just, like, very persistent in reading this, just, like, reading it over and over. And, and, like, we just kept going in and going back to it. But eventually, like, as soon as they probably entered college was when I started to, like, really enjoy their story. Because, like, you see how, like, Nemu wants to start dressing up nicer to be next to Maya. Maya is starting to, like, give him rings and things like that. Like, that was when I was just like, okay, I'm, like, really sold with these boys. Like, they need to just go the distance the whole time. Right, when they start doing things for each other. <laughs> yes, when they okay. start. And I was like, I don't think they could freely do it until they were out of uh, school. Until they were out of high school. Okay. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Charles, how about you? Yeah. Well, I keep reading it because I've been reading it for a long time. I want to see kind of where it goes. The one kind of unique thing about this that's pretty uncommon is the author gives Nemu a gay friend. Like a friend that comes to him in college. It's like, oh my god, are you gay? It's like, how do you, what? what? And he's like, I'm gay too, let's be friends. And then, <laughs> and then they just are. They're gay Okino. and they're he's friends so and they're totally platonic and it's not like, I'm gonna steal, it's not, it was not the plot line you thought maybe they were gonna try to steal you away or whatever. Uh, Okino is really cute and sweet and a really good friend to Nemu and so now Nemu has like a friend finally you know so, <laughs> so um I there they did bring in some other characters mainly him they brought him that I mm-hmm. like now and that's I, I like know. Okino's boyfriend yeah, yeah. I want to see yeah. a lot more of him but yeah I've not seen him at all <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a spin-off volume oh I hope yeah, so. I hope so we need it now <laughs> so yeah that that was interesting um and so I keep I keep reading and buying because <laughs> I, I like her as we I, say as we look at your stack yeah she has her on the table all these volumes here I brought the volumes us. for reference material but um <laughs> I I really like Nekota Yonezo's artwork I especially like Electel uh Delusion most of Electel because and I don't know that one's only about high school boys so I'm like maybe if I buy this they'll they'll scan like that one because my money is speaking for me or whatever but um I don't think they will because they're high school boys the whole time and that's um hard to bring over to America um harder than it is to do in Japan I the main thing that I like are when they get angry or something they have the little like chibi faces with little like their expressions I love it when she does those um I like the way she there was draws the, her characters. That reminds me of one really cute, like, uh, bonus comic at the end where, like, Nemu was having that bad dream where Maya was his butler and then Maya, like, and then the, Nemu was going to marry someone else and Maya just, like, ran off as a butler. And then so Nemu woke up, he was sobbing, and Maya was just like, oh, my God, what's wrong? Like, what? like how can I fix it? And he's just like, can you dress up as a butler costume? And, then, and, then, and it was just so sweet. And I was just yeah. like, how oh, they were so cute in that one. You know, with their yeah. cute little faces. So, yes, I, I I like I like her art style a lot, even if I don't love the stories that she writes all the time. So speaking of stories, um, we get like a whole bunch of characters. There's uh, Naoya, there's Maya's brother Juta, his cousin Akita. Like every time some new major side character appears, like there's a whole lot of drama. Then there's the issues that Nemu's mom had with Maya, and then of course when Maya's father comes into the mm-hmm. picture, like that's, oh, a, that's that a so whole dramatic. lot of trouble yeah. right oh. there. So out those of, are those like repeating storylines where I was yeah. like, oh, okay, this again. But yeah. but out of all those storylines, which one was your favorite, Ooh. Rin? Oh, okay, my favorite. It has to be like all of Volume Six. 
Easily. Because they're, uh, Nemu and Okino have decided that they're going to join this club. And in order to join this club, they have to become, uh, they have to join a girl's pageant. And so, like, they're getting dressed up and everything to go into this pageant. And of course, Okino looks adorable as heck because that's how he is. And Nemu is, like, really super pretty dressed up. And all of a sudden, like, Maya just opens the door. He's just like, oh, my God, this is my boyfriend? Like, that's... I really love he's it because mesmerized. he's memorized, mesmerized. There's literal hearts in his eyes. There's like hearts flying around. And I'm just like, this is the cutest thing I've ever read. And like Maya just attacks him right there. And it's the cutest, whatever. But then um, that's like probably my favorite storyline of all time. And also bonus, because after that, that is also when we get to the part where like Maya finally like searches for forgiveness for what he did in like volume one. So like just that whole volume in general is definitely my favorite storyline because I don't mind seeing, like, Nemu dressed up as a girl. That was really fun. So, <laughs> And all the other good stuff, too. So, yeah. And I think that was also when Okino... Uh, you know, Okino yeah, got his boyfriend. his boyfriend. And Okino yeah. got so, so many good things happened in Volume 6. I'm really excited about it right now. <laughs> yeah, I like about o- it. anything with Okino, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. okay. Okino is like Nagisa, kind of, from Free. Like, he's, oh, yeah. he's like a normal um, happy peppy boy sort mm-hmm. of thing. I liked his storyline when they first meet him because he had met a guy online and then it doesn't work no, out. It was or, his tutor. It was his tutor and mm-hmm. then it doesn't work out. And so he's the most like likable, believable character <laughs> so far, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so yes. And and he's his little cheerleader. So <laughs> yeah, I like him. Any storyline involving him. Cool. How about you? I, I like that volume too, but I also like the part, you know, when uh, Okino meets his boyfriend because I'm very much shallow like he is and, you know, they're at a festival and, you know, uh, the uh, boyfriend comes to the rescue because he's in a per- sticky sticky situation. But um, yes, the, the, the cross-dressing, I, I love a good cross-dressing <laughs> uh, section as well. And, uh, but yeah, I think volume six is probably my favorite. Okay, so... Um... It sounds like Okino is like a fan favorite. Oh, he's so he's It sounds like we, we all him. agree that the first volume is trash. And <laughs> yeah. The first volume is garbage. Yeah. Out the and, window. Yeah. Okino, come back in. We're yeah. just going to save just it with him. Just skip everything and start at volume six. <laughs> five, five, five and six. Or five start and six. at volume five if you can't tolerate the things that we talked about that happened mm-hmm. in volume one. Oh, yeah. you got to push through to five. That's when it gets real yeah. good. Mm-hmm. So, so aside from Nemugasa, It's like a different story, basically. Yeah. Okay, it yeah, really is. It's completely... I feel... I kind of, like, distance myself from, like... Like the events in high school compared to like their college life, mm-hmm. they're two very different totally things different. right mm-hmm. now, and they're, they're also two very different people. Which is how I can so easily forgive mm-hmm. volu- like the first volume in general because like they are not the same couple relationship, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, starting pretty much in volume five or at least when they start mm-hmm. college. Like that is why mm-hmm. like I have such an easy time being positive about this whole series. So yeah, I know this question wasn't on here, but I do know. you think um, the the Me Too era has had an effect on this, like the way we look at it, or perhaps? I don't know if this is happening in Japan as well, but has it affected the way the mangaka has shifted their relationship? I don't know. I think BL in general has trended away from the I rape you because I like you kind of thing, which Mm -hmm. is what happened here. And you just see that a lot less. Our research has shown that you see that a lot less as time goes on. We haven't really looked at it over time, but that's kind of what's happening. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think she wanted to transition into something that's that's what we like now, which is less rapey. And more wholesome. A little bit more wholesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, they are kind of, now they are kind of, I mean, they have sex a lot. But other than that, they're they're kind of, I find I their, their relationship is, like, realistic in the sense, like, there's lots of, like, family issues, you know, like, outside mm-hmm. people issues. And, like, there's, it, they, they've definitely grown into something more realistic, more like the stuff that's being published now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they both have depth. I mean, I feel like they've, you know, grown as people, even though it's at some parts, you know, it might not be realistic, but there has been some growth. Mm-hmm. And they're not just the same, the same type of people, yeah. same choices. Okay. Um, so, aside from Nemugasa and Maya, uh, who who's your other favorite couple? Is it Okino and his yeah, boyfriend? Okino. Yeah. Okay, I, 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 like I kind of I kind of <laughs> like Akira and his boyfriend, though. Okay. Like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, my God. I like their own volume, because that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Akira's the tsundere type. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. And then his boyfriend's the, it's like, 
it's like older Maya. <laughs> so, oh yeah, with longer hair and uh, he's got a ponytail too, and you know how I yes, love the ponytails. Yeah. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah, Nyoya is definitely like out there. And he's that's got a bowl. Yeah. Oh my hubba, god, hubba. he's yeah. beautiful. That's they're very beautiful. different than all the other couples because they have a past history. <laughs> yes, and so there's like tension from beforehand, whereas these other people are meeting at each other for the first time, kind yeah. of when we okay. when we meet them. Mm-hmm. Uh, are those also your favorite characters, or do you have someone? Someone else. Honestly, Okino. I can't. Yeah, Okino. Okay. <laughs> Okino's adorable. That was easy. And Nayoya for me. We, I want to know more about his boyfriend, and hopefully he becomes a favorite if we see more of him. So yeah. Okay. So to go to the, the artwork in the manga, Charles, you already mentioned your thoughts on that. Um, mm-hmm. Did you have anything else you wanted to add about it? Not really. Um, I just like the art style. It's kind of cleaner maybe i don't know if cleans the right word let me flip through here just you a little can bit see, like the transition um, from when she used to hand draw it to now when she does it digitally oh, yeah. it's gotten so much more beautiful i think yeah i like their facial expressions a lot yes. um and the hair <laughs> she does hair really kind of interestingly nemu always has the same haircut which is like a <laughs> is it a bowl cut i don't know it's not really a bowl cut he's, he's, he's a very heavy his bang. mom cuts his hair for him pretty yeah. sure it's Aww. a bowl cut yeah it's a really heavy bang always <laughs> always like, heavy yeah. bangs always and, maya doesn't really uh, like it though when nemu tries to style his hair he's like no you look cute as you are so just yeah. keep it that yeah. way <laughs> you, you be you if yeah. you uh this author really likes tidy whities also oh my god especially <laughs> so many especially in uh this series though it happens oh, there's in other ones too mm-hmm. um but actually so on, i'm looking at the volume covers now on the yes. volume there's like a little uh, tidy whitey with a five in the middle show that it's volume five yeah. and there actually was a um merch some merch made that was supposed to be nemu's tidy whities and mm-hmm. i can't remember i saw them actually at Lashimbang one time it was up on, up high like you had to get somebody to get it down for you <laughs> oh i my, think it was it was fifty thousand yen or it was it was or maybe a hundred it was expensive because i think it was a limited there weren't many of them made oh, yeah. and i don't remember it might have been a was it a pen case that looked like tidy whities but it was i was like what is that and finally i read it and it was nemu goss's tidy whities <laughs> yeah and then also, kind of a fun fact, I guess, is I love Bowsie and Hana, Aww. the gay Chinese cosplayers that are so cute and moe, and they're kind of sort of personal friends of the mangaka. Oh my god. And oh so they've god. met her I've seen them on Twitter, yeah. They and they're shopping with her, because I think they went to a Japanese convention or something, and they were cosplaying uh, Maya and Nemugasa, which they did a really good job. Yeah. And... Um, Really or like maybe she saw their stuff. And anyway, she has give, gifted them underwear before to like wear. <laughs> so, oh my God, that's awesome. She uh, is a, a stickler for the underwear. And so that's that's kind of a fun quirk of hers. Yeah. The tidy whities mm-hmm. and the underwear. Oh yeah. I remember reading a doujin where it was like specific. I don't know if it was a doujin or a bonus chapter or something. Where Maya was so obsessed with Nemu's tidy whities that he cut them open. Oh, so that yes. he could do him. Yeah. I was just yeah. like... Boy, that is that is a lot there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to, well, what's mm-hmm. that with the stockings? Oh, that no, uh, that, yeah. that was completely different. That oh, also yeah. happened. That was another yeah. thing that happened. Also, I think there was one where he didn't cut a hole in his underwear and still did him, and then he did cut a hole in his underwear and did him, and then he did yeah. the stockings. He's got it. Maya yeah. definitely has like his. Uh, his mm-hmm. Yeah, he he has his kinks. He really does. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll close it out here. Um, we only have a couple of more questions left. So are. Are y'all familiar with this mangaka? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I love Electel Delusion. Was that Electel. your like your first one that you read? You know, I don't think it was. Um, there, She's done a lot of different ones, and I, I get their names kind of confused. O- Otona Keikenichi or something like that. That's another one. But a lot of them are about high school boys, pretty much mm-hmm. exclusively about high school boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to like that more, especially when I was closer to the age of a high school boy. <laughs> now I'm older, I like older ones because I feel weird sometimes like the high school boys. But yeah. that, as- I like her aesthetic, the high school boys and the uniforms, which are usually, a lot of times are blazer type uniforms she likes. Um, uh, but though in this one, it's the traditional Japanese high collar uniform. Oh my God. I can't, I can't believe I forgot the name of that just now. I'll remember it later and shout it out. But I okay. love I love the name of the, the Japanese uniform. I don't know. Her stuff is always comedic. It's always funny. But mm-hmm. there's always a plot under it. Or there's usually a plot under it, I guess. There's some that are like one-shotty. <laughs> a bunch of like a one-shot compilation. I don't know. I like her stuff. Electile Delusion is really great because it's all like fully consensual. Friends becoming lovers. 
um, like long relationship where they're really cute. And I really like listening to drama CDs and reading along with them. And um, that one has a really good drama CD. I love the two of them. Fumi and uh, okay, well, those two boys they are very and Shunpei. Oh, maybe that one won. I don't know. Patreon's not working with us right now, so we'll we'll find out maybe later tonight, tomorrow. I don't know. Uh, But Rin, how about you? I like the one lured into a sweet trap because we all, like, as we mentioned earlier, we do like a cross-dressing one, and the, okay. the Seme in this yeah. one is a bit of a drag queen, yeah. and oh my god, him and heels and all that. Oh my, That was just yeah. a lot of fun. Um, the guy <laughs> was a little bit um, homophobic and whatever, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's just... Oh, Gakuran. It was, it was Gakuran. Is the, Gakuran. There we go. Sorry, Gakuran yeah, is, the, is the boy's uniform <laughs> that has the black, usually black, black on black with high color. But yeah, that one's interesting because yeah. it's one of the only ones where they're not high school. Yes, they were in high school. They not were businessmen. And like, Shout I kind of like how like they kind of went about that relationship there. It was mm-hmm. just kind of interesting to me. And I, I always like a good different like type of trope there. So yeah, okay. a lot of fun. And then Lynn. I think the drag, what was the drag queen one called? Lured into a sweet trap. Yeah, I think you showed that to me and I read a little bit of it, <laughs> but I'd be interested to in reading more of that. That's the only exposure I've had to this uh, mangaka. Was through Rin. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Usually she's the one giving to me and, you know. I see. Yeah. All right, so um, we'll we'll just kind of go down the line here. Rin, would you recommend this manga and would you ever reread it? I mean, I think you already know my answer. I've like yeah, forced silly question. I've forced Lynn into reading it myself. I've made all my friends read it. I even lent my first volume to someone who hasn't returned it. You're not um, going <laughs> to I'll have to buy a new one. Anyway, yeah, I do want to reread it when I get the volume back. Um, I've reread it probably maybe six or seven times, maybe eight. I don't even. I lost count. So that's how many times I've reread it and shared it with all my friends. So. Okay. And Lynn, without pressure from Rin. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, you know, I just reread it, in fact, this week, but um, I've read it at least twice. I do recommend it if you want a more of a longer series, but yes, I do recommend it. Okay. Uh, and then Charles. It would depend on what I knew of what the person liked. This was mm. it's probably not what I would suggest as a first thing, um, as, just because of the rape factor. Um, the first couple of volumes, And the sure. sort of factor and blackmail and terrible things. Um even though it's treated lightly and it's funny, um, but if it's so, if I, somebody I knew that liked uh, high school was cause forgiving of rape, a rape apologist, <laughs> um, <laughs> you're dropping that um, a lot. <laughs> or um, uh, loves tidy whities Okay, the tidy um, and likes the character types that we have in here and really dumb ugays. Um, then yeah, I would I would recommend it, but only if I knew what their tastes were and that it wasn't their first introduction. Because I wouldn't want somebody to be turned away. It's fair. Yeah, yeah. I, it's not like I did that to, to Lynn. Like she had <laughs> right. some exposure. I was just like, yeah. girl, you well, need to get on I gotta, this. So. I gotta find the good stuff. <laughs> and yeah. you, you send the good stuff. Yeah, but ha- you've reread it before. Yes, yeah, right? so I've read okay. it. I've, just... Yeah, I've read it over and over pretty much. And every time uh, it comes out with a new chapter that I see, I usually go back a few chapters and then read forward to remind myself what's going on. So, yeah, I've, I've read it multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> as dumb as Nemu is, you've read it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so do you think that it would be okay, like, if you, if someone is interested in reading this, do you think it would be okay if they just skipped the first volume and picked up on volume two, three, and just read from there? Absolutely. Could, yeah, that probably could sound. You probably would want to start maybe in volume three, I think, because they're still pretty stupid in two. But <laughs> yeah. um, they're, they're, I, I mean, I have to go back and read it again for the 10th time and find out like probably when the good point is, but there's definitely like, you probably, you could get away with not reading the beginning. So definitely. Yeah. Okay. At I the agree. point in which the transitions from high school to college, definitely. Um, yeah. That is probably maybe, you know, I, I never thought about the next time I go back and read it, I'll, I'll try to do that and see if I can pick a, a starting point that, that, uh, cuts out the unpleasantness of the beginning. Because for me, whenever mm-hmm. I think about the series itself, I always just think about, like, the college and beyond. I mm-hmm. always, like, like I said, I kind of erase that beginning. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I, when I think of their relationship and the boys and how they are, like, I think of their, how they are in college. And that's, like, where yeah. I start. Because it's a lot of the same <laughs> stuff over and over again. Like, oh, a rival appears and we have to get around the rival and I'm possessive. Oh, my God. And mm-hmm. then that happens again and again. And then there's family stuff. And it's nothing super original. The most original thing is the gay best friend <laughs> that is really, <laughs> truly there to be a best friend and not there to be a plot device mm-hmm. um, to get them to recon- 
reconfront. Oh, is this what we should really be doing? Okay, yes, it is. Okay, fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I was wondering, like, if it would be weird if someone skipped that first volume, the first two volumes, and then they get to the apology where he's like, I'm sorry for raping you. And they're wondering, well, when did that happen? Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. I'd have to I have to probably pick it up there. I mean, then again, it was such I... a quick moment mm-hmm. in that manga. It was like a couple of pages. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Like yeah, I said, it was, it was it... so late and might as well not have happened. It was just half. I mean, it wasn't half hard to come from Maya. It was half hard to come from the author. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, overall, it sounded like uh, everyone was like for this manga. No, <laughs> yeah, for the most part. But I mean, you reread After a it. certain point. Oh, yeah, it. it has good points. I've reread it. Um, especially, I, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that I read. I don't know if it was one of the earliest things I read, but I remember having read it a long time ago, many times. It's a thing I go back to sometimes, even though I don't think it's that good. Okay. Um, because I want to see how it ends. And a lot of times when a new volume of something comes out, I'll go reread all the previous volumes. I like see, yeah. The Harry Potter book, or each movie that came out, I'd read all the books that led up to it. And so, uh, yeah, I like to to reread, to refresh my memory. And so that's probably why I've reread it so many times. Okay. because a new volume comes out, oh, let me just start reading from the beginning again. I see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that was a fun debate. I don't... I... Question mark? <laughs> is that even a debate? I don't know. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. The, this was one of our longest episodes, actually. Um, check out our Twitter or um, Patreon page, and we'll let you know which manga we're going to read next. Because, um, yeah, screw you, Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> for your maintenance. Yes. Yeah, and if anyone is interested in purchasing Don't Be Cruel, it is for sale on Sublime.com. It's $7.99 each, I believe, for every volume. Um, of course, I'm sure you could also find it on Half Price Books for mm-hmm. like a much cheaper price as Maybe well. at your local right bookstore. Stuff. The yeah. the volumes 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 are combined into one volume. Mm-hmm. So it's 1, 2, 3, 4, then there's 5 and 6, Adobe uh, Crow Plus, and, and Akira's Story. Story. Yeah, and they yeah. have 7, I think they just released back in August. Yeah, they, they so, have 1 through yeah. 7 online, uh, but as you mentioned, they're... She's they working published, on volume eight and they nine. They published eight in December, I believe, in Japanese. So obviously okay. it's going to take, take probably about a year before that one's going to come out. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. According to the tag, the the, the two volume volumes are sixteen ninety nine USA. If and you get on right stuff, for just the one. If you get on right stuff at the right time, you probably get them for like oh, yeah. they have $10 sales. or so. All the time. All oh, the yeah. time. All the time. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the 801 Reviewed. You can find more episodes of this show and the 801 podcast on Simplecast and iTunes. If you enjoy the show or want to help us out, please consider leaving a review or donate to our Patreon page. And remember, don't bring fuzzy handcuffs to school.